Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Candy Apple Press Podcast, known as the Feminization Boudoir. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I'm doing that weird thing again, where I'm actually recording this show on Sunday night and broadcasting it into the future. future. That's because my wonderful puppy, Tango, uh, has had kennel cough for a couple months now, and... uh, I'm taking her to the vet tomorrow night, and I didn't know if I'd be able to get a podcast done in time, so I figured I'd better hurry up and do it tonight. Uh, tonight's audio is from Raina Means Queen, and it's a second part of a two-parter. The first part was called uh, Feminized and Cuckolded, and this is Feminized and Cuckolded 2. What I will say is the first part was definitely more about feminization, and this part is more about cuckolding. So... This one kind of ups the stakes a little bit on the first one, but it's still one continuous story. So, Raina, it's great to have her back recording. I have another story that I need to have her do soon. And um, I just, I'm feeling very blessed, like I've, I've been lately, about all the great narrators I have. So, here is Raina Means Queen with a selection from Feminized and Cuckolded Part 2. Feminized and Cuckolded, Part 2 Written by Kylie Gable Narrated by Raina Means Queen I've never liked the brute force approach to problems. (laughs) I find seduction and manipulation so much more elegant. As long as Mike believed that he had a chance of getting back in my good graces, he was willing to put up with a lot, even wearing my underwear. However, with that pretense, now once and forever crushed, we no longer had to hold back. Locked in a cock cage, that oversexed prick I used to call a husband was going to have to jump through all sorts of hoops if he wanted any sort of relief from his situation. In an odd way, the high heels weren't the only shoes that were now on the other feet. (laughs) People might think that the obvious solution was to divorce me and get away from that crazy woman who was doing all those things to him. The problem is that he was a two-time adulterer and I had proof about both occurrences. In fact, I was 100% sure that Eva would be more than happy to testify against him. He would be taken to the cleaners and he knew it. He decided that his best hope, ironically, was to stay in our home where he could interact and speak to me regularly and try to be the one to manipulate me into forgiving him. It wasn't going to happen. As we drank our wine and watched Mike awkwardly walk across the living room like a newborn deer, we laughed at the spectacle. Mike was getting increasingly frustrated because he had no desire to learn how to walk in heels, but that didn't stop us from ridiculing him as he tried to sashay across the living room floor. It wasn't like we gave him stripper heels, but... Even sandals with a modest three-inch heel 
were a challenge for a newbie. Finally, Eva got up and grabbed Mike's elbow. She tried to guide him, explaining as they went just how to go about walking in heels. Mike was mortified, but also anxious to end his ordeal. So he did his best to listen to her instructions. Don't land on your toe, land on your heel. If you walk toe to heel, you're going to have problems, said Eva. Walk heel to toe. Mike awkwardly tried to change his foot placement. She's right, I said helpfully. That's heels 101 stuff. I've never done it before, said Mike defensively as he practiced his walk. Don't worry about that, replied Lily. We'll be sure to give you plenty of practice. And another thing, interjected Eva, you're rushing. I want to get this over with, replied Mike. Don't be in a hurry and take small steps. If you walk like a truck driver, you're going to wind up on your ass. You won't look very pretty doing it either, I said. Oh, I'd hate for that to happen, snarked Mike. If you ever want to get out of that cage again, I think you'd better start taking things more seriously, I suggested. Stick out your chest, demanded Lily. (laughs) Mike was about to say something he would dearly regret, but Eva cut him off by telling him, believe it or not, it does help. You want to lean backwards a little. You're looking down at your feet. But that's making it tougher because your center of balance is way off. She's right, I said. Think of yourself walking a straight line. It will help. You know, when we get her some big boobs, her balance is still going to be off, said Lily. Well, she works from home most of the time. She can wear them when she's not at the office, I replied. I could tell Mike got very uncomfortable when Lily would refer to her by a female pronoun. So I decided to match her. You're actually making progress, said Eva. Arch your foot a bit. Don't the shoes do that already, Mike asked, honestly confused. If you put pressure on the inside of your shoe, it will make the shoe fit closer to your foot, said Eva. It's like... Choking up on a bat in baseball, suggested Lily, who had played softball through college. He's doing much better, I said. Thank you, Eva. He'll have this in no time. She needs to sway her hips more, replied Lily. Patience, said Eva. One has to walk before they can walk like a slut. Can you all please stop calling me she and her, asked Mike. We just laughed at him. All he had succeeded in doing was letting Eva know that it was a great way to torment the little bitch. You need to get used to it, I said. You may have been born a male, but for all intents and purposes, you are most definitely a she now, and you will remain one until we say otherwise. So get used to it. This was one place where we could brook no disagreement nor insolence. Mike was clearly upset, 
So we decided not to push him any further with training that night. But we were also determined not to back down on his pronouns. We had already been brainstorming a new name for him, and we were torn between Melissa, Miranda, and Melinda. I wondered how we would feel about that change. It was definitely coming. The next day, as I got ready to leave for work, I locked Mike into his heels. He wasn't happy about it, but the combination of morning wood and the tight chastity cage had made him very compliant upon waking up. When am I going to get out of this thing, he groaned. When I come home, if you can show me you've mastered heels and makeup, I'll let you out, I promised. I have work to do, he protested. Then you better work quickly. I will send you some tutorials to help you during the day. Or you can take the initiative and look for yourself. Why are you doing this, he asked. Honey, you failed as a man. Think of this as a second chance. Take advantage of it, I said. I left for work, leaving him there, uncomfortable in his tight cage, (laughs) with heels locked on his feet in only a bra, panties, and stockings. If he wanted to wear anything but underwear, I warned him that he better not try putting on any boy clothes. I reminded myself that I needed to put a lock on its closet. The one thing that made this very challenging project easier was that I had my friends. Eva and Lily both had different schedules than I did. Lily was required to spend more time in the office than Mike was, but she still had a lot of flexibility. Lily had absolutely no flexibility. However, She was a teacher and soon to be on summer break. That meant that she would be able to pop in all the time. Things like locking on Mike's shoes helped keep him in line, but the fear of being caught during a pop-in was what was really needed to keep him in line. Day after day. My friends and I used lunch breaks and various opportunities to check in during the day and then we'd go all out at night. It wasn't long before Mike could do his own makeup and walk as well as any of us could in heels. Eva, Lily, and I had agreed to go on a little shopping trip and strategy session after work one Thursday. We sat down for dinner at a casual deli place in the food court. I wish that Mike was here. Why isn't he? asked Lily. We could definitely have a lot of fun by making him try stuff on, and I would love to take him to the makeup counter by the front door for a full makeover, agreed Eva. We're going to do all of that, but I didn't want him here for our conversation, I explained. I think we should take him to fill out his wardrobe this weekend when... The mall is more crowded. I like that idea, agreed Eva. So what is this conversation about, asked Lily. 
We've gotten him the breast forms, I said. They're amazing. I love the way they jiggle, jiggle, joked Eva. Yeah, he's got a perfect pair of 36C boobs, agreed Lily. He can walk in heels and he can do his makeup pretty flawlessly, I continued. He's been a very good student, said Eva. He's had good teachers, I replied. What's next? He hates being called her and she. I think we need to pick a name and insist on it, suggested Eva. Great. What do we like for a name, I asked. She's your sissy. You should name her, said Lily. Agreed, said Eva. Okay, just because I've binged Sex in the City, let's go with Miranda, I declared. Perfect, said Eva. What else can he work on, I asked. I think we should have him learn TikTok dances, suggested Eva. He really needs voice training, too, mentioned Lily. Both of those are great ideas, I agreed. Even as we're turning him into a girl, I'm starting to miss having a guy around. Oh, gross, said Lily. What's gross about it, asked Eva. I don't mean wanting to fuck a guy is gross. I mean wanting to fuck Miranda is gross, explained Lily. Well, who says it has to be her? asked Eva. You want dick, Gwen. Why does it have to be her dick? You mean get another lover, I asked, probably a bit naively. Exactly, said Eva. Let's face it. She's not much of a man anywhere. She was never much of one to begin with, agreed Lily. (laughs) Yeah, but I started doing this to her for her cheating on me. It doesn't seem right to cheat on her, I replied. She cheated on you, said Lily. She lost all right to protest if you cuckold her. Cuckold? Like having guys over right in front of her, I asked. Let's face it. No guy is going to be intimidated by Miranda in her dress, full makeup, and heels, said Eva. Why not redecorate her office, said Lily. We could make it her girly little prison, and you could put her in there whenever you have guys over. Prison, I asked. I don't know that I want to go that far. That may be a bad choice of words, agreed Lily. It would be a place you could lock her in if needed, but for the most part, It would just be a very girly office for her. Okay, I could get behind that. It would be another way to strip away what masculinity she has left, I said. Despite it being Lily's idea, it was Eva who really made the redecorating task her own. I came back from work the following Monday to find paint samples hanging up in the office. Eva had decided to make it a combination feminine businesswoman's office slash teen girl's bedroom with 
just a touch of nymphomaniac. <laughs> it was a look that really would suit Miranda. If she wanted to stare at shirtless guys or magnificent penises, they were hanging all around the room. It still didn't look that crazy for Zoom meetings for work, but there were so many small feminine touches around the room, even down to the small rubber cock that now covered the wall switch. <laughs> of course, we made Miranda paint the room herself. It tormented her so to be feminizing her own office. Like a lot of married couples living together, there was a definite lack of individual space. In our condo, there was no way that Miranda could have a man cave, but Mike's office was always her oasis. Of course, the privacy in there probably is what helped him cheat on me too. To have the masculinity removed from this very important room was just a further extension of his own emasculation. Within a month, things had changed greatly. Mike's office was lilac and pink, and we had moved a hideaway bed in there so that she didn't have to sleep in my bedroom anymore. Miranda had become well accustomed to shopping trips and a complete regular at my salon. Her closet had more dresses than mine did, and Lily had shown me the joys of using various BDSM toys and devices on her to keep her disciplined. It was a Saturday evening, and we were at my place. Eva, Lily, and I all had dates there, and I could tell Miranda was miserable, though she knew better than to let us know it. The guy on my arm was somebody Eva had set me up with. He was a client of Miranda's company named Clint. And her big worry was that Clint might recognize her. I don't know what the guys thought of Miranda. She was the only one without a date, so I wonder if they thought she was just our slutty friend who was trying to steal our men, or if they had an idea that she too was once a man and still was technically. <laughs> For her part, Miranda was wearing a tight black floral halter dress with a huge slit up her right thigh and a bare midriff on her left side. Eva said that an important way to make Miranda look both sexy and passable was to show off things she had, like shapely legs and a toned stomach. Guys would find them sexy, but they wouldn't necessarily notice the things she didn't have, like actual breasts or womanly hips. In addition to the dress, she had on ankle-length boots with a five-inch heel, dramatic evening makeup, and even her hair and bright red acrylic nails were on point, too. For our amusement, she did a dance to Lizzo's Bout Damn Time, and then one to Shakira's 
Te Felicito. <laughs> the way the guys hooted and whistled, I was even more sure they either didn't know he was a guy or didn't care. Very good, Miranda, said Eva. Even praise humiliated her at this point, but nothing embarrassed her more than watching Clint pick exactly that moment to kiss me passionately on the lips. It was the first time that she had seen me with another guy, and she clearly wasn't ready for it. The only reason she hadn't made a scene is because she didn't want to reveal her identity. As the guys left, she let me have it. What was that all about? demanded Miranda. Watch your tone, warned Lily. It's okay, I said. What was what about? That guy, he was all over you, she complained. Oh, honey, you lost the right to complain about that months ago. If you wanted to keep guys' hands off of me, you needed to keep your hands off of other women, I explained. I made a mistake, he began. A mistake, asked Lily rhetorically. Okay, I made several mistakes. It still isn't fair, she protested. It's very fair. She gets to date any guy she wants. And so do you, teased Eva. <laughs> I don't want to date any guys, objected Miranda. I'm afraid we'll insist on it, I said. Actually, dating might not be it. Sucking and fucking is probably closer to the truth. No, she bellowed. I think somebody needs an attitude adjustment, said Lily. I agree, replied Eva. I do too. Let's break in her special chair, I replied. We marched Miranda into her pink princess office. And after lubing up her ass, we pushed her down on the pink and white rocking chair that Lily had acquired and assembled especially for her. There were pink straps holding the wrists to the arms of the chair and ankle straps for securing the ankles to the chair's legs. But the best feature was the pink, sparkly, six-inch dildo in the middle of the chair. <laughs> it was nicely secure, but wouldn't be hard to swap out for bigger and bigger sizes in Miranda's future. Miranda tried to hold her breath as she was pushed down on the dildo, but she couldn't resist letting out a yelp as the rubber cock filled her ass. She was soon strapped in place. This is going to be your new favorite chair, sissy, taunted Eva. I'll teach you something perfect for situations like this, said Lily. What are you going to do, demanded Miranda. You'll see, said Lily. Don't you want to come? No, exclaimed Miranda. But it was clear that the chastity cage had the desired effect 
and she was desperate. I had no little desire left for Miranda, and I felt no jealousy, and instead could just enjoy the show. I knew that Miranda didn't trust Lily, and actually despised her. But it was all biological as she spoke in her hushed voice and softly caressed her body. She couldn't help to get turned on. I could hear her little gasps escaping his mouth and drops of pre-cum leaking out of her locked cock. Does baby want to come, asked Lily? Miranda didn't say a word. No? I'll stop right now. Yes, please let me come, he begged. Miranda threw her head back and struggled against the bonds. As she thrashed back and forth, it drove the dildo mounted on the chair further and further up her ass. She was so close to exploding for the first time in weeks. Now, now, as you can see, it won't take much more to get her to come, said Lily, turning towards me. Yeah, she's right there, agreed Eva. That's where we want her, said Lily. Right as Miranda was about to orgasm, she simply stopped all movement and stimulation. Miranda's cock flopped around like a dead fish. Restrained as she was, she couldn't stimulate it herself and we weren't about to do it for her. Go grab a cup from the bathroom, shouted Lily. Eva grabbed it and returned just in time to catch Miranda's pathetic trickle of come. <laughs> her body began to convulse and she moaned with discomfort and frustration instead of pleasure. He still came, noted Eva. That's what's called a ruined orgasm. I think it's something that Gwen really needs to get comfortable with, said Lily. That wasn't an orgasm, complained Miranda. It was a ruined orgasm, said Lily. And now you need to clean it up. Lily held the cup with her cum up to Miranda's lips, but she violently shook her head back and forth. She wouldn't open her mouth to protest out of fear that Lily would take advantage of her open mouth to dump the cum down her throat. Well, I'll leave it to you two to sort it out, said Lily. The great thing is you can keep her frustrated while at the same time producing plenty of boy juice for her to get used to the taste. Perfect, I said. Miranda is going to be such a great cum eater before this is all done, gushed Eva. I'm not going to eat cum, swore Miranda, turning her head before Lily could pick up the cup and make a liar out of her. We can make you, said Lily. It's not necessary. I'll just do what my parents did with vegetables. She's not getting up until she swallows it all. And if she thinks it's going to get more appetizing as it gets colder, 
She's got another thing coming, I said. So that one's about as raunchy as we have had on this podcast in a while, at least to my memory. Uh, I want to thank Raina Means Queen for a wonderful reading on the story Feminized and Cuckolded Part 2. Both parts are available at Clips for Sale. I hope you'll give them a perusal. And uh, thanks for all your support. It's been a great week for sales, and um, I really appreciate you. So I will be back next week. I hope you will be too. We've only got about a month and a little more until we are on to our one-month hiatus for November. So we have Halloween and a whole bunch of other goodies before then. So take care. Be back next week. Bye-bye.